Welcome to Zen One Podcast, a place where we can feel a little bit more connected with one another. Hey, Tiger. Fred, how are you? Good, buddy. How about you? I am doing fantastic. Happy Monday. You too, man. You know, it's so cool, like, watching you on the Instagram, doing all the live events. This background is so familiar. Like, I've seen it so many times. And now we actually have you with all of our Zen people. This is really cool. It's great. It's great. Tell me, tell me who's joining us right now. So we're going live already. So we're streaming to uh, a Zen platform. So anybody who's using Zen, they logged in uh, if they want to watch it. So they will have a direct access to it. So they just literally log in at their name. And so far we have probably five people. Awesome. Yep. And I see Bev. I see Mackenzie. So I'm pretty, I see my team here as well. So hi, everybody. Uh, jump in, ask questions. Dr. Brett is going to be awesome. There's a lot of stuff that we want to cover together. And uh, we can even start with the story, how we met. Yeah. You want to tell that or was, you want me to? I would like for you to tell. Okay. So, um, well, you guys might, I think you had Christian already on with you, didn't you? I see it. Yep, twice. Okay. Yeah. So, so Tiger and I share a very dear friend, obviously, Dr. Christian Pavel, and he's just such an amazing human being. And so he, him and Danielle, the dental yogis had their Namaste event, which was really a revolutionary type of event, bringing together yoga and dentistry. And obviously uh, Tiger, you know, so great, gracefully uh, sponsored the, the event. And so Tiger and I sat next to each other on our mats and we got to know each other and I tried to do some aerial tricks together at the end there. It was really my, he's like, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. And I'm like up in the air and I'm like, Tiger, if I fall on my wrist right now, my wife's coming after you. So, yeah, yeah. So, so we chose to just kind of chill and, and get to know each other a little bit. And um, obviously, as you all know, Tiger's just a delightful human being and we clicked right away. And so uh, anything I can do to help Tiger, I'm in. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I uh, I remember uh, part of uh, your story, too. So as we're starting, I think it would be really incredible for people to know, uh, you know, just a little bit more about you. And, and then people will see why I wanted you to be on our live webinar and talk about specifically about, you know, the mindset and things like that. So can you walk us through like just your life journey? Yeah, so so amazingly about two years ago so summer of 18 i found myself you know at that time by myself in my endodontic practice i'm an endodontist by training uh really busy lecturing all over the country and internationally also and trying to be a great dad and a great husband and a great friend and trying to do a whole lot of things and finding that i was starting to feel very burnt out in fact i always tell the story i got on google and i typed in what are the symptoms of burnout? And before I got to the OUT of burnout, I was like, okay, if I have to Google this, I'm already yeah. in trouble. Um, and I confided in a really close friend of mine, sort of shared how I was feeling. And he had been through um, some of the personal growth and development that's out there, some emotional intelligence training that's out there. He had kind of maybe been in my shoes a few years before and had come out of it based upon doing some really strong work on himself. And he said, Brett, you know, hey, I'm going to this conference in September. Why don't you come with me? I think you'll love it. And this was actually my first ever introduction into personal growth and development. So 
I had heard of Tony Robbins. I had never read a book. I had never heard him speak. I was so focused on my dental training that I didn't even know that this stuff existed. And unfortunately, most doctors don't. And so I went to this conference. It was like minute zero of the rest of my life. I was completely inspired that there was more to life, that just because I had accomplished becoming an endodontist and a board certified endodontist, that once you get to that point, you know, as being a goal oriented person, you can start to feel very trapped in your own success. And what this has allowed me to do is sort of look out beyond and see that, you know what, maybe there are other mountains to climb also. Maybe this isn't all I'm meant to do. And so I went to two separate, very intensive, multi-day emotional intelligence leadership training uh, courses, which really helped me to heal. I adopted yoga into my life, which has been the ballast, uh, yoga and meditation. I actually took my first class at this conference that I went to, which is called The Summit of Greatness, put on by Lewis Howes, if any of you are podcast friends mm -hmm. or podcast fans. And he has a podcast called The School of Greatness. And this is the summit of greatness. And it really changed my life. So since then, I started to just open up and feel like, you know what, after doing a lot of deep healing in the emotional intelligence and really getting in touch with who my authentic self is, I started to come out of my skin a little more. I started to share more and be more vulnerable. And I went to social media and started to get more active with my colleagues and just started to really open myself up to who I really am, because what I've learned is by doing that, you give others permission to do the same. And so I've been on this personal growth journey that's go about a year and a half in now. It's been amazing. I continue to learn and study and, um, you know, you start to want to, you know, they say your vibe attracts your tribe. And so I'm looking out in Instagram and finding people that really inspire me. One of them was Christian you know, the dental yogis. And I would watch his posts and I was like, God, this guy just fires me up. And I reached out to him and said, hey, I don't know what it looks like, but I want to start working with you. I want to get to know you. Let's collaborate. And we did. And we've become just such dear friends. That's how I know Tiger. So it goes on and on and on. But the reality is, is that my mission is that I want to help educate dentists so that they can do a better job in endodontics so that they can help more patients. And I mean, from an international global perspective, help more patients save their teeth, but I also am committed to helping doctors help themselves, you know, get into healthy habits, yoga, meditation, mindset training, emotional intelligence, so that when they walk into that operatory or into that treatment room, that they are showing up as the best version of themselves, because that's going to give the patient the best opportunity to have someone help heal them. And it's going to have you leave the doctor's office as the patient feeling like you want to help spread some of this energy. And there's a ripple effect to that. So the long and short of it is, is I'm 45 years old, but the way that my life is going now started at age 43 and a half. And um, it's amazing. I'm a student of this game. I really just want to be there to help inspire people to look at life through a different lens. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. That's amazing. What what symptoms or I'm just out of curiosity, what have you seen your colleagues and doctors uh, go through? Because, I mean, I'm sure you and I both know people that will say, well, that doesn't happen to me. I'm good. Like, yeah. burnout? You kidding me? But what are the symptoms you've seen that people just neglect? Well, I think there's a lot of stresses surrounding dentistry. I mean, many of them are financial and we're seeing the impact of that right now on a whole different level, you know, mm -hmm. almost a catastrophic level. 
Um, so, you know, look, when you are trained in dental school as a perfectionist, and obviously perfection is impossible. So every day you're going in chasing an impossible expectation and it creates a lot of self-judgment. You know, there are a few bits of work or employment opportunities or careers where you're going to be forced to judge your own work every hour of every day. And that creates a lot of stress. We're also not trained well in business and yet we're business owners. You know, there's a lot of stresses and that's why you're seeing that dentists, physicians, veterinarians, any any of these types of trained people have a double the suicide rate of normal everyday people. And suicide is probably the worst end stage, obviously, that you can get to. But there's a lot of stages of burnout or stress or anxiety that exist in most dentists. And I do think that the emotional intelligence training that I've taken on has forced me to heal and go deeper. And that's what I want to talk about with you guys today is mindset and those types of things. But uh, the reality is, Tiger, is that, yeah, like it's really hard to be a dentist or a doctor. You absorb other people's energy, oftentimes very negative energy, very anxious ridden energy, very uh, scarce energy, you know, regarding money and things like that. And so many doctors, myself included, I never realized like at the end of the day when I just felt sort of awful and stressed and you bring it home with you, you didn't realize it's not even my energy, man. Like I've absorbed all these other people's energy and didn't even know it. And because we're very empathic, we're very concerned about other people's feelings, we take this on and we internalize it. And many, especially I'll say men as doctors, don't know how to get it out. And I would say that that's where this personal growth has really, truly helped me, both in how I perceive energy, how I take it in, how I give it out, how I send it back, which is a whole new thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the burnout comes from, was just really feeling like my, I had emptied my cup dry, but yet I continue to try to pour from it for everyone else. And mm-hmm. what I've learned now is the most important thing is to make sure that my cup is full. It's overflowing. So I have so much more to give to everyone else. Mm-hmm. And that discrepancy mm-hmm. is probably the biggest issue doctors have. Interesting. So what's probably the biggest or one of the questions I had is, can you walk us through what went through your mind about the great, the, the first conference you went to, you know, the conference of greatness. So, yeah. I mean, did you have any scarcity of being like, who am I at 43 to go in this conference? Like, like, why would I go there? Like that, that conversation that you had with yourself. Uh, well, so it was actually a beautiful thing because my very best friend from childhood um, is part of Lewis Howe's team. So we went as sort of VIP guests. So I was actually super That's excited awesome. to like check it out. And, and, you know, they had all these great speakers lined up. None of them I'd ever heard of. One of them was Jay Shetty, who's probably like the most viral wisdom giver in the whole world. I had no idea who he was. I, I was. I was talking to him the night before. I had no idea how brilliant he was. But um, I walked into it totally open-minded because I had started to listen to podcasts at that point. So once he was like, yeah, it was like probably mid-summer of 2018, I started to listen to some podcasts about mindset. I started to like feel like, you know what, this is what I need. Like this, this is who I am. I just have never been exposed. So I sort of felt like a fish in water. But being in the, in the, in the conference, as you're asking, and hearing these, these, these speakers and being around all these entrepreneurs and all these people whose attitude is, is I want to live big. I want to live now and I want to go for it. 
And I think as a doctor, a lot of times we feel very confined in our white coat. You know, there's a certain model of how you should talk, what you should look like, you know, how you should act. And I think it can become very confining. And so what this showed me was, is, you know what, I can't like, can I, I my, to be honest with you, Tiger, the conversation in my head was, could I, could I live big? Like, could, are there dreams that I could still go for? And it was sort of like that kind of conversation. Like, wait a minute, like this, are you telling me that I could like maybe open up and change my whole life at this age, like now? And the answer was in my intuition was, hell yeah. And guess what? I've done it and I'm mm-hmm. going to continue to do it. And so it was, awesome. it was like a minute zero of inspiration that like the kind of inspiration that levitates you out of your chair. And it's been amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's talk about the mindset. Uh, what, what are the things that you can share? Or what are the things that you think are important for people to know or where to start? Like, what, what would you like to say if for somebody yeah. that's trying to get into the journey? Yeah, so I'm going to, if you're, if you're cool with it, I'm going to break into a little presentation now on this. Um, Perfect. Directly related to that. Now, how many people are, just so I know energetically, how many people are on here with us now? So far, we got five. Okay. And are they able to interact with you or yep, us? They'll be able to put the, the questions box? in. Yep. Okay. So, so for those that are here with us, and I'm so glad that you're here, you know, let's, let's open up a little bit. Let's share with this chat box, but just type in to me, like if I'm going to now go into a bit on mindset, when you hear those words, you know, what is your intention of what you would love to get out of this today in the next, say, 15 minutes of what I want to bring to you? And, and type that in and, and let Tiger and me know. Number two, I really want you to participate. So there'll be a couple spots here to participate. Don't be shy because the reality is, is if you don't participate, you're just hurting yourself. Don't be embarrassed, like all five of you, like let's take this opportunity to be together and share, okay? So the reality is that everything regarding mindset starts with our beliefs. And our beliefs can either be fear-based or they can be love-based. Now we absorb and sort of learn a lot of our root beliefs, our limiting beliefs before we can even speak. So it's happening in your household, it's regarding your environment with who you who raised you and how they handled disappointment and the hurts that they had and how they processed it and different little traumas and things that have happened to you in your life. And slowly but surely, you start to cover yourself up with guards to protect yourself from life. And so most of the time, culturally, even going back generations, we're taught fear-based beliefs. And so that really holds us back. It limits us. So they're called self-limiting beliefs. Um, And so what's important to realize is that your beliefs trigger the conversations that you had in your head. And that's just what Tiger asked me. You know, what was the conversation in your head sitting in the conference? Because that's what we do, right? We hear this voice in our head. So the conversations then that we're having that are started by your beliefs, then trigger your emotions. And from those emotions, whatever they feel, whether they're anxiety, whether they're fear-based, they then trigger your choices. Your choices then trigger your actions and your actions lead to your results. So if you go back in that line, everything comes back to your beliefs. And oftentimes, they're not even our beliefs. They're the beliefs we learn from our parents or from our teachers or maybe from clergy or what have you. And they truly limit us. So that totally affects the lens in which we look out and see the world. So to shift your results, you have to go back and shift your your beliefs. And so what what we want to do is encourage everyone that's on this call and everyone everywhere 
is instead of basing your beliefs on fear, which is, you know, there to try to protect you from being hurt, from being, you know, someone doing something bad to you is to shift those to love-based beliefs. So if you're coming from a place of love, then fear doesn't exist. So the important thing, and I think this is something I've just learned very recently, Tiger, is when it comes to mindset, you choose your mindset. And what I mean by that is when you wake up in the morning and you feel a certain kind of way, like you feel anxious or you feel sad, that doesn't affect how you choose to have your mindset. So your mindset is based on what you choose, not how you feel. Because feelings can change very quickly, right? Mm -hmm. So if you get a phone call and someone told you, you, you know, that they're going to pay you $500 because they really like you, all of a sudden you feel pretty good, right? The, the feelings can vacillate, but your mindset is a choice. And so I choose to be abundant in my mindset, you know? So instead of thinking that there's scarcity and I better go get mine, which was really what my mindset was for most of my life, right? That I better get mine because everyone else is going to take it from me. And in an abundant mindset, it's that, hey, there's enough for everyone everywhere. And I don't have to be scarce. I don't have to be focused on what I don't have, what I'm lacking. I want to be focused on everything that I have, the blessings. And even in this moment in quarantine and in, in the pandemic, we have so many blessings. And that's where I choose an abundant mindset, even if I don't necessarily feel like it every single day. And so we have a real responsibility um, to, to view the world in a certain way. So choosing your mindset is huge. The other thing is, is that the way that we, the way that things happen in our life, events of our life, they don't have any meaning. We assign meaning to them. So like if something happens to if someone scratches my car and I assign this horrible victimization meaning to it, right? Or something else happens that you perceive or you assign the meaning that it's negative. You don't have to do that. We have control of how we interpret our lives. We have control of how we interpret our, our, our world. And we can always look at it through a positive lens. And so that's really where the mindset, you see what I'm saying? It's, it's a choice. In fact, it's a responsibility that we have to ourselves and to others around us to have a positive mindset. And it's just about being in a love-based belief system so that you're always feeling the blessings and not the things that, that, are, that are, you know, not there for you. So I feel and I take 100% responsibility for how I view the world. So this is a little bit of an, a little interactive exercise I would ask everyone to do. If it's possible to write down, that'd be great. If not, you can just say it aloud. And we can't hear you, so feel comfortable to say it aloud wherever you are. So let's think of something that you have to do today, okay? So I have to take out the trash today, right? Like that's a, an example mm -hmm. because we all are like accumulating trash at an all-time high rate, right? So yeah. I want you to write down, I have to take out the trash, okay? Mm -hmm. Then I want you mm -hmm. to cross, have off. And I want you to write, I get to take out the trash, okay? So now it has a different meaning to it, right? I get to because you know what? You can look at a lot of different ways in which maybe it's a blessing that you have trash. If you have trash, it means you had all kinds of things that came into your house, right? So you didn't, you had to, but now you get to. Now I want you to cross off get to, and I want you to write, I choose to. I choose to take out the trash. I'm going to do that service for my family and take out the trash. So now instead of choosing, I want you to cross out choose, and I want you to write, I'm blessed to. I'm blessed to take out the trash. You could assign a whole lot of positive meanings to that. I'm blessed that I can walk. I'm blessed that I you know, have to take it to a certain distance because I have a driveway. I'm blessed that it's full of things that my family consumed. 
and I was able to provide those or we were able to have those. So you can take the most mundane thing. And of course, in, in the busy life that we live, you know, it's, I have to pick up my kids. I have to go to the dry cleaner. I have, and if you start thinking, well, I get to, well, I choose to, well, I'm blessed to, you see how the lens at which you view this simple little event of taking out the trash becomes an abundant type of exercise. And this is something that you can start to train yourself to do on a regular basis. And it's amazing how much different you feel. So mm -hmm. this supports you choosing this positive mindset. Um, and so, you know, what I would say is, is one of the biggest things about life and about mindset is determining what your vision, you know, so I would ask each of you, you know, what's your vision, you know, what's your vision for your mindset, what's your vision for your life? Because here's what it comes down to. If you have a vision that you're going after and every day you're working toward it, you're coming at it from such a position of productivity, such a position of, of, of motivation. But when you don't have a vision, then you start to talk yourself out of everything. So I have a, a great friend, Dr. Cliff Ruddle, who has a great statement that I've been thinking about over and over again the last several days. And that is that if you think you can, you can. And if you think you can't, you're right. Mm -hmm. And what it tells you is that you have to have this belief that, you know what, I have faith that if I want to accomplish something, that I have every bit of the tools, I have every resource that I will need. That's sort of like the faith in the universe saying that, you know what, if I want to do some type of service project, even though it might be expensive or it seems like so much to organize or whatever, or you want to have a certain amount of wealth in your world, you want to, you want to earn more in your, in your job. All these things can be a vision that you can work toward. And the idea is that we have to sort of surrender to the idea that we can't control every little step along the way. We have to sort of have this faith that, you know what, Tiger, like, I have this vision. I want to be able to help people. I want to start this organization. And you know what? The right resources are just going to kind of show up when I need them. A door is going to open that I never saw before that's going to have support for me. A certain person is going to drop into my life right when I needed them to help me with the next step. So there's a certain faith-based quality to mindset and to vision so that you sort of stop trying to control the future. All anxiety is future thinking, right? Mm -hmm. You're trying to think about all the things that I can control that will shape what my future looks like, but it doesn't really work that way, right? We can't, I can't tell you what the next hour is going to look like. We don't even know if we'll be alive in two hours. And that's part of it, right? You just have to have faith. And so I think there's a responsibility that we take a choice in our mindset, that we use positive beliefs to support everything that we do so that the emotions trigger the right actions, which trigger the right results that we want to get. And that we look at things from a perspective of we are blessed to do and have and be who we are on this earth and that we don't have to try to control it. We have to sort of surrender to what is. So I would ask you, you know, when you start thinking about actions in, in getting yourself to where you want to be and what a great time. I know you guys have been super busy implementing new systems and doing a lot of crazy reinventing of yourselves over this quarantine time and this pandemic. And I commend you and acknowledge you for that, Tiger. Um, I think it's incredible. But you also should carry that into your personal lives. And there's still enough time here before we start picking back up into full speed where you can put action 
behind your vision and your dreams. And that Mm -hmm. all comes with the right beliefs that I can, because if you think you can, you can. And if you think you can't, you're right. And so the only thing that's going to get in the way of everyone on this call, myself included, Tiger, the five of you that have joined us, is that if you don't think you can, you're right. So that means that we are the only thing that will get in our way. And it's never that I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough resources. All that will find its way to you if you have the vision and the belief Mm -hmm. that you will accomplish it. And it's Mm -hmm. amazing because I didn't believe any of this stuff. You know, the, the concept of the universe sort of conspiring to help each of us live our best life. And the law of attraction, which means that when you choose this higher vibration, right, you choose this more positive mindset, the universe will meet that energy. But when you're always in lack and you're always in scarcity and you're always looking at the things you don't have and you're all and that's where I was, Tiger. That's where I was. That's why I was burned out. Yeah. When you meet the energy higher things start happening. Things start yeah. coming to you. Yeah. So that was just, that was just a little bit of, of what I wanted to share because this is like just a very basic overview. But for some people, it's maybe the first time you're hearing this type of thinking, this type of belief. And the reason that I feel like I'm an effective sharer of this is because I'm 40, I just turned 45. At 43 and a half, I didn't know any of this. And so it's been an amazing resurrection for me in my personal life in my business, in my view of the world and what I want to accomplish in it. But most importantly, in the ability to share and hopefully inspire you to take some of this on and start reading and listening to podcasts and just recognizing the single most important thing, that we each have a responsibility to raise Mm -hmm. our vibrations. And by doing Mm -hmm. that, everyone else's raises with you. And that's by choosing the right mindset. And if you have the wherewithal to go deep and really start to heal some of the things that have hurt you, when you can dig down in and sort of get through the muck and open yourself up and honestly find like that who you were when you were a child, like who, what, what was your energy as a child of what you wanted to be in this world? When you, I remember standing in the mirror as like an eight-year-old flexing my non-biceps and thinking, who am I going to wind up being? Mm-hmm. That's who you want to get mm-hmm. in touch with is that kid's yeah, in the curiosity because that's where the magic is. And I was able yeah. to do that in my emotional intelligence and my life changed from there. That's awesome. Let's take one question. Uh, Mackenzie just asked, uh, hi, Dr. Gilbert, we're dental assistants watching you here together at our public health dental clinic in Ohio. COVID is causing so much change in our career. How do you become more comfortable with change? How do you help your patients feel comfortable with change? Uh, it's a great it's a, question. Yeah, I, it's a good question. Yeah, great question. And I've been living that because I've been treating patients this whole time, um, you know, evolving, uh, changing our protocols, doing everything we can to be safe. But to answer your question is, the, it goes back to the word I used before, which is surrender. You know, we, we have to surrender to what is. And the more that you try to fight it or resist it or wish that we could go back to where we were, we're never going back there. Okay, we're never going back to where we were. This is all new now. It's a new normal. What we wear is different. What we how we how we schedule is different. And so my my advice to you and and just so grateful for you in a public health clinic. I I work up at the Chicago Dental Society Foundation Clinic here in Chicago. So I really try to give back and I. I'm so grateful for you and what you all are doing there. It was Tiffany. Was that her name? Mackenzie. 
Mackenzie. Um, so mm-hmm. Mackenzie, my advice to you is, is surrender. You know, they have a saying, let go and let God, like just accept what is work within that. And what I've found, which has been really special and a blessing in this time is as the patients have come in, of course, they're very, very grateful because they're in trouble and they know that things are closed and here we are ready to serve them is that we can, in our position and Mackenzie, you and your, your workmates there, you're in a wonderful position where everyone is distancing and it's social distance and stay away and no human interaction that you can be that beautiful, comfortable human interaction that everyone is so desperate for right now. And what a gift that we as providers get to do that, you know, touch the patient on the shoulder and say, it's going to be okay. And so my advice to you is, is let go, accept and surrender to what is, adapt, allow yourself to be open-minded, allow yourself to be creative and innovative in how you handle yourself, how you approach your patients, and then take amazing energy into yourself of how much of a gift it is to interact with a patient right now when human contact and continuity and connection is so pulled apart that you're in a beautiful position to actually give that patient that love Mm -hmm. in the moment. So yeah, be that light of change. Yep. Yeah. Mackenzie, I hope it was helpful because it seems like we can also take it in a, in a, on an additional route to talk about how does it affect your career and things like that. So, so if you're interested to elaborate on that, just just put more comments. Um, what a, one of the things that I heard that was uh, really interesting, we had a guest um, who said, so this is a perfect time. Actually, I wrote it down. Give me a second. Um, it was powerful, so I ended up writing it and sharing with the team and basically making. So optimize for what we always wanted to be, to use this time, mm-hmm. right? So like a lot of times, I mean, where we want to, uh, like just to use a simple example, like uh, people want to cut down on budgets or people want to cut down on things like that or, or like not go out and eat more, stay more at home and, and eat at home, like things People want to make changes, but you have so much social pressure, right? Like you can't do this. Like, oh, let's go out. All your friends are going. Like, why are you staying home? And things, just to give you an example, this is like a perfect timing for a lot of people besides staying healthy. And I hope that, you know, when we talk about this different things, I really hope that nobody's health is affected and your loved ones, everybody's staying safe. Um, now, if you got the, the, from a health standpoint, everybody's good. Now it's just a perfect opportunity to look at, and optimize your life for what you always wish to be or always wanted to be. You know, like if you wanted to relax a little bit and kick back and, and chill, and th- this might be a good time. If you want to take it to the next level and get to the personal development, which, I mean, I started working on it in 2012 when I was first exposed to Jim Rohn. Like that's, that's where I went to. You know, like to me, I remember till this day, that, that day when I found a four-hour YouTube video and I was just, that was it for me. Yeah. Like, that's how I got hooked. That's what it takes. You know, it just, it, it, cause it makes so much sense and across all cultures, ethnicities, genders, like anything, all humans are really built the same. And that voice inside our heads that is always chirping in our, in our ear, we identify that as being ourself. That's like, that's who I am. That's what I always thought. That voice that I hear, that's me because how else would I hear the voice? But that's really not who you are. That's your ego. And mm-hmm. your ego is always telling you you're not good enough. 
you're not smart enough, maybe you're not good looking enough, you're not this enough, you're not that enough, you can't, you can't do this, you can't do that, who do you think you are? And so the ego is trying to protect you from lions and tigers coming out of the woods to kill you. And now what it's doing is it's just sort of um, a psychological type of condition. So what, what mindset can do is change the conversation in your head. And it's very important to, to do that, to speak mm-hmm. positively and kindly to yourself and to give yourself that self-love and self-care that you need, because without that, the negative voice takes over and you start to suffer. And so that's where journaling can come in really helpful, you know, writing affirmations, you know, I am smart, I am pretty, I am enough. Because the reality is, is that self-value, self-worth is the number one affliction of humans. Mm -hmm. We don't think we're good enough. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, sometimes it comes off as people thinking we think we're so good, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's overcompensation. But the reality is, is that you really do, Tiger, like what, you know, what you probably caught from Jim Rohn right off the bat was just that, you know, we have to tell ourselves positive things. We have to give ourselves love. And when you do that, you become a type of person that can help others do the same and really from a ripple effect standpoint, change the world and make it a more loving place because so many people are are committing suicide and you know, really living miserable, anxious lives on medication and many of these issues. I'm not saying that there's not mental illness that that needs to be addressed with with doctors help. But I think a lot of what starts all of this comes from just this pathological way of thinking. And we don't have to live like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't have to live like that. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, So how did yoga play into this? Yeah. Wow. Yoga is like, like I said, it's the ballast of my life right now. I mean, it's the, it's what you go to, to get centered, to, to love yourself, your body, to show yourself that you're willing to commit the time. Um, personally, as a dentist, I was also suffering with a lot of pain and that pain was very physical. You know, it was my shoulder, my back, but in reality it was very emotional. And so I was constantly suffering. I would start to like limit my workouts because I didn't want to hurt myself more. And that was very upsetting because I was so young. I was only like 43 years old. And I was feeling like, how can I keep doing dentistry? It's it's hurting my body. Like, do I want to sacrifice my body for my career? But I have so much longer to go. And yoga solved all of that because yoga puts you in balance. It puts you in balance physically with your muscles, get your muscles in balance. It reminds your body how it's supposed to move and health. And then with all the breathing that goes on and the mental focus is that you get mentally healthy too. And when you get through a really hard yoga class and you get on that mat and you do Shavasana and you're just in that corpse pose and you know you did it. And some days it was easy to get through it. Some mornings it's really hard to get on that mat, but at the end, you always feel amazing. So so this has been sort of my ballast. Like my life changed when I showed myself, when I proved to myself that I could trust myself, that I was going to do yoga just about every single day. And I'll tell you what, there probably aren't 10 days I've missed in the last year and a half, some form of yoga, whether it's restorative or, you mm-hmm. know, power yoga or whatever. Yeah. But the reality is, is that when you learn that you can trust yourself, everything changes for you. Because a lot of times we don't trust ourselves that we'll follow through 
We don't trust ourselves that we're good enough to continue a, a healthy habit. And so we quit. And then we just feel worse about ourselves. So for me, yoga, uh, Tiger, has been the ballast, the foundation of yeah. my personal growth. Yeah. Tell us how you started it, because I think that's another fascinating part, because, you know, to me, before I met you, it was like, okay, I got to get a mat. I got to go and find instructor. I got to go and find the right place. That's how uh, Christian and I became friends, because I was terrified, like <laughs> the only dude in the room. And so all these things went through my mind. And then here we are, you and I are talking, you're like, yep, I'm doing it through the YouTube. I'm like, yeah. So, so at that same Summit of Greatness that I went to in 2018, they had, it was great. They would have like a morning, lots of different options for workouts before the conference started for the day. And they had like amazing trainers and teachers and things. So I went to a yoga class and I couldn't really hang. Like I hung, like I, I did it and I felt actually really proud. I was like worried, like, am I going to be really sore? Like, how am I going to feel the rest of the day? Again, worrying about my shoulder, my back, which which I had been so protective of. And I, but I really enjoyed it. And my wife had been telling me to do yoga for years. Of course, I didn't listen, but she was totally right. Um, so the rest of the day, I'm like, oh, how sore am I going to be? Wasn't sore. In fact, I sort of had this kind of like feeling like this buzz about me throughout my whole body where I was like, okay, like this yoga felt, this felt really good, even though it was hard. And I didn't really know what I was doing. And I probably didn't look like I knew what I was doing, but I didn't really care. I felt like maybe I've just stepped into yoga. So when I got home from the conference, I just went onto YouTube and typed in yoga for beginners. And I started to take these very basic classes. And I've actually shared those out with people, you know, where I actually started and just starting to get like some of the movements and being like, yeah, like the next day I go back to it. And then the next day and the next day, and then looking for maybe a little more advanced videos and finding there's so many yoga instructors, you know, finding one whose voice you like and the style of their video. And you start to get accustomed to like what the names of the poses are and how you move in or out of one of them. And it, it's an education, right? It's a learning curve, but I stuck with it. And so I just started to do yoga in my basement to the point that I didn't go to a class for over a year after that one first class. And by the time I got to a class, which was with Christian, you know, I like was really surprised at how well I was able to do. But the most important things that are recognized to me, yoga, the most basic tenet of it is, and I know it can look intimidating and, you know, they shift in and out of these moves and they, but what it really is about is putting your body into a certain position and allowing yourself to breathe. And the breathing in that position is enough to, to move your body in the way it's intended to. And so, sure, there's a lot of sequences in and out of movements, and there's everyone has different levels of flexibility and ability, but it doesn't, Christian will always say, it doesn't matter how you look. It matters how you feel. And yoga gets you truly in touch with how your body feels and moves. And so I just kept going, Tiger. I just kept hitting the YouTube and new instructors and new videos. And lots of them have like 30-day challenges where you can sort of move in sequence with the instructor. Next thing you know, I'm like going to classes here or there. I'm able to hang. I'm able to push myself. But my home base, and I just did it this morning right here in my basement, is just yoga videos on YouTube. I don't have time for a studio. You know, I'm, I'm in the office 8 a.m. with my first patient. I get home. I've got other things going on. I've got kids. So it has to be in the morning. And mm -hmm. if you're looking to make a change, a positive change in your life, 
you have to start with a strong morning routine. That's something I learned from Lewis Howes, who is, again, the same podcaster, very popular person in this world. But the reality is, is he studied and interviewed so many of the most successful people. Now, people that have been really successful in life, in successful in life there's two things that are always common themes. Number one, mm-hmm. they're more than willing to share with you how they became successful, step by step, thought by thought. And that goes into abundance, right? Because they have an abundant mindset. So they can share it with you. Tiger, I can give you everything I've ever done to be successful because I want you to be successful. Mm -hmm. You being successful doesn't make me less successful, Mm -hmm. right? And in Mm -hmm. fact, me sharing it with you in abundance means more is going to come back to me. So that's the first thing. So they're willing to share. And what all of them share is that one of the biggest keys to success is a strong morning routine. And that means that you get your ass up out of bed early and you have a routine that you go through so that when your day officially starts, you have given yourself a lot of time and love. So I get up, I do uh, breathing exercises while I'm still in bed. It's called Wim Hof. That's a person's name, Mm -hmm. W-I-M-H-O-F. I do Mm -hmm. my Wim Hof breathing. I get up, I hop on the treadmill for 10, 10 minutes, loosen up, get on my foam roller, get some of those cracks out. I do my cars that I learned at Namaste with Tiger. So cars is, um, uh, what is it? Um, uh, 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 articular rotations, but what's the, what's the, um, oh, he's yeah. going to kill me that we don't know. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah it's coming. Like a way that you can move every single joint. It only takes yeah. maybe six or seven minutes. Um, and so these are different rotations mm-hmm. that you can learn. Okay. And then I'll do my yoga and mm-hmm. then I'll meditate. Mm-hmm. Then I'll take my shower and finish it off ice cold, like ice cold. And then I'll journal. For how long is your ice cold? Oh, that's just at the end for maybe a minute if I can if I can do it. And then I'll journal just real quickly what I'm grateful for, what I'm what my intention is for the day. And then I get ready, make my coffee and start my day. So this is a two-hour routine. And that was something I never did before. But I'll tell you what. That is the basis point, the foundation to mm-hmm. truly growing. Because by the time I get my car and go to the office, I know I have given myself this beautiful commitment, this beautiful time, this time to think and to feel and to, to work and to, to, to meditate and go still and quiet so that my day then takes on a whole different meaning. And this is something I've been doing for a year and a half, and it's been incredibly effective. And although it sounds crazy, it is truly, in my opinion, what people do when they really want to be the most successful they can be. Yeah. Just to add on this couple of things that I've learned, too. um, We go through life basically working at the job and at our professions. We try to build the businesses. But those two hours that you mentioned, and for some, it might be 90 minutes. For some, it would be three hours. It really depends what you want to do. You have that that's, hour, that's the time you get to invest in yourself. Yep. And that's probably the most unique opportunity that, that people share that get to, the, get to a certain success in life is that they started the change in life by basically working on themselves. And that's the first thing you can contribute. The reason it's early early in the morning uh, is because that's when the brain is the most active and you want to get those most out of your brain is in the morning to devote to yourself and give yourself that morning routine. And I think the second thing that I learned that was pretty interesting about the morning routine, um, it actually starts the night before. So 
having the gym shoes ready to go, having the notebook at the desk, having a phone downstairs and just alarm in your room, having all these things prepared and going to bed at a certain time, that's how the morning routine starts. A lot of times just jump in into the morning routine like, oh, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. And then they start doing things. It's going to take you three hours before you even get to your journal. Yeah, and it's going to be a it's going to be an obstacle. You're right, and that's another big thing is you really should not go on your cell phone for mm -hmm. you know you know for me it's until I'm finished with with all my stuff. Occasionally I'll see a text came through, and that already is enough to creep in your brain. But um, there's a great analogy that if you wake up and you immediately get into your email and your Instagram and your Facebook, it's like you opening your bedroom door and letting a hundred people rush in on you mm -hmm. when you're just mm -hmm. starting your day. So really avoiding the cell phone and giving yourself this time in the morning, that's really a recipe for good stillness. And then you're going to be, your, your baseline for the day is in calmness. And so as crazy things start to happen in our days, and of course in dentistry, that's all the time, it's amazing how you react by settling down back to that breathing that you were doing in the morning instead of being so heightened. So you become less reactive and more where you you accept that things are going to happen. It's like I was just saying uh, to Mackenzie, it's like surrendering, you know, like, oh, okay, something, something crazy happened. It's another day, but you know what? I feel much more able to manage it and to process it and not simply react. Yeah. Because yeah. I have grounded, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like you've done that a couple of times in your life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I didn't mean to scare you, Tiger. <laughs> no, it's all good. You seem like it's just, you know, that came from, you know, experience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, steps you need to convert your passion into creative and productive goal so that we can start wrapping up. Yeah. So, what I would say is with that is that's really about the action, right? So, I heard someone talk about uh, yesterday, you know, when she talks about like the ego, you know, getting in on you and, you know, you're, you're feeling uncertain is that's called wobbling, right? Mm -hmm. We all mm -hmm. wobble throughout the day, but it's having the confidence that you're going to come back to your, to where you're supposed to be. And so again, if you want um, an actionable result, like you have an outcome that you're trying to get, that's part of your vision, it all goes back to your beliefs right? That you start out with these love-based beliefs, these beliefs that, you know, you are worthy and you can do it and you deserve it. And a lot of us punish ourselves. You know, we punish ourselves. Sometimes that's all we know. Maybe our parents punished themselves. Maybe they punished us. Maybe mm -hmm. our teachers punished us and always made us feel that we weren't worthy. And the reality is, is we have this amazing ability to control and, and to actually choose whether or not we're worthy and not have to rely on outside input, not have to rely on someone coming into your life and relationship, not having to rely on having a certain amount of money, but just knowing, you know what? I'm here for a reason. I'm on this earth. No one will ever be Mackenzie. No one will ever, there will never be another Mackenzie or a tiger or a me. It's impossible so we're here for a reason. And if you have an intuition that there's something you want to get going, a project, a business, uh, something to make more money, guess what? Dream it and then make it happen. And that's something that I've been able to do. It's called manifesting. And so if you're interested in any of this, there's just so much material that's free in podcasts. Um, I would highly recommend uh, following Jay Shetty. 
so that's S-H-E-T-T-Y if you don't know of him. Um, he's a former monk that's gone uh, w- taken wisdom viral. He's a great place to start. Um, and there's a, there's many, many others. Uh, but the reality is, is that whatever you're suffering with, you don't have to suffer. Life is mm-hmm. too precious, but it all starts with your belief system. And sometimes we have to tear out and remove those limiting beliefs, the fear-based beliefs, and bring in the love. Mm-hmm. And let the love come in accept love from other people, give it freely, and recognize that this is really the currency of the world. That's the energy of the world is love. And the more you give, the more you'll get. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Um, If somebody wants to take on the wisdom that you provided today, what what would be the couple steps that you would start with? Yeah, so like the the resources. Yeah, the resources. So, So again, you know, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. Um, there's a book that was very, very impactful on me called The Power of Now by mm-hmm. Eckhart Tolle. And you can do all this on audibles, so you can listen to that. Um, there's a book um, about the law of attraction. Um, I'll pull it up right now for you. Um, also, a, a really impactful book for me um, that I think would be very supportive for anyone who's trying to kind of get going with it. It's uh, by Michael Lozier, L-O-S-I-E-R. So there's a lot of law of attraction books, but this one was really talked about what I was saying about we have a responsibility to raise our vibrations and how mm-hmm. powerful that is. But mostly, I think the biggest thing is to accept that what you've learned, who you've been, how you've lived your life doesn't dictate how you have to live it from this next moment forward that we all have the ability to shift and to be able to like start a new trail. And you might feel resistance from those around you initially. Um, Most of the time, you're going to find that people are going to follow you. They're going to also benefit from your effort. So it's a worthy endeavor. But to realize that just because we were and identified ourselves as something before, it doesn't mean you're locked into that for the rest of our lives. But that's sort of what we learn. But it doesn't have to be true. So you can really just make the decision, the choice inside of yourself that you're going to choose your mindset, regardless of how you feel. And you're going to keep a responsibility to yourself that you're going to keep that going. And the, mm-hmm. the biggest one is just to be abundant, you know, to, to always be looking at your blessings, you know, the half glass full, you know, the glass half full, not half empty. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, most of us learn the opposite. So you have to really work at it. And, and also, I would say one of the biggest things is, is to get in touch with your, the things that have hurt you when, you when you have a memory, and we all have a memory where something has happened to us, and you, you sort of like tighten up, like the pain of it comes, and our, our instinct is to push it back down, right? I don't want to deal with this. Maybe I'm going to take a drink, or I'm going to take a pill, or I'm going to do something so I don't feel this. My advice is... Let that pain just come out, like let yourself just sit in it. And in five or 10 minutes, it's going to pass. It's not going to be this stone that's stuck inside of you for your whole life. And now space is opened up. And that space that was and that energy that was holding that pain now loosens up and lightens up. And now you have more space to feel the blessings and to feel joy. So there's a lot that's into this, but the, the, the basics of it are so simple, which is allow yourself to heal, mm-hmm. hold on to the negativity, and things will start to change just naturally. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Uh, 
What is the book that you gifted the most? That I gifted? Yes. Um, well, probably The Power of Now, especially if you listen to it, because it's quite a long book. I'm trying to say I'm just looking through all, all the books I've read recently. Books have been a big part of my journey. They're a wonderful guide. Um, so I would say um, this other one. So Wayne Dyer um, is, a, is a really wonderful author. He's written a lot on you know energy and things. The Power of Intention is another one that I would highly recommend. And then the one that's really started off for me, the, a couple of them, uh, one is Mel Robbins, The Five Second Rule. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first books I read. That literally, at one point, she said, I want you to, like, she basically has this tenant, tenant that in five seconds, we can talk ourselves out of anything. But if you count backwards from five, five, four, three, two, one, there's something about that in our brains where by one, we're triggered into action. And so the, 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 um, at one part in the book, she says, okay, I want you to say five, four, three, two, one. I literally want you to get up and start that project. Right. And I had this idea of making videos for YouTube. I wound up calling it, um, the endo files, which was one, like my first thing. And I literally got up, put the book down and filmed the first video. So it's very motivating. And then for those of you out there that need to heal a bit, that need to come into terms with being vulnerable and addressing how our imperfections are really what make us perfect. Uh, the, Brene Brown, The Gift mm-hmm. of Imperfection. Uh, Brene Brown is a beautiful author. Um, she talks about shame and vulnerability. And I think as a starting point, those can be very powerful because it just allows you to start to just ease up on yourself and live a more heart-centered life. And again, no one should feel bad about where you are, what you've done. We've lo- it's not even just our parents. It's a generational sort of hand down of limiting beliefs that honestly just completely get in the way of our happiness and our success. Mm-hmm. And so all you have to do to, to get happiness and success is simply get out of your own way. And that seems crazy, but that's, that's the only thing holding yeah. you back. Yeah, exactly. Look at the mirror. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so, Brett, we're going to send an email after this to try to get all the books. Uh, Irina and my team will, will email you, try to get um, all this in the, in the notes. Uh, is there anything else before we close? You know, I anything just think that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Anything that you would like to share to get somebody to start thinking on that, this mindset and the shift of the mindset? Yeah, I mean, I think this is actually the perfect time to make a shift in your life because obviously everything is different now. It's never going to be the same. Um, economically, we're different um, from a dental standpoint, business, like the way that we interact with each other is different. So this is a great time to start new habits, healthier habits, habits that will help sustain you. So, you know, if you've been sitting around feeling depressed or if you've just been sitting around waiting for this to end, you know, that's one way to approach it. From the second this happened, Dr. Christian and I hopped on a webinar. We called it, you know, thriving in quarantine. Like we were just like, no matter what happens, when I come out of this, I'm going to be better than I was when I started. And it's mm-hmm. not going to do that. So, you know, you know, read a book on a topic you've never read. Go on YouTube and just pick any topic that you've ever felt like could interest you and watch one video. Just do something so you experience something different. And it might just be enough to inspire and motivate you to just start to change your whole life. That's awesome. That's really, really freaking awesome. I really appreciate it. Dr. Brett, 
thank you so much for your time. Uh, I really hope at some point to bring you back again to talk about this because this is a pretty big uh, topic. And I really think it's going to, as we get through the, the, the coronavirus and we get back to normal, I think more and more this message will resonate with people. Maybe right now it's, it's some people take it the wrong way. I, I can see how people will say, well, you know, look at me and where I'm at. It's difficult to be in a, in a positive mindset, which I think is the opposite. It's the perfect timing to do it now. But I really think that we need to continue pushing that message and hopefully that um, it will help at least somebody. And hopefully, just like I started this relationship with, with Christian and we with the conferences, if we can help one or two people in the world not to go in the route of, you know, like the suicide, I think it's, it's going to be amazing. So that's what we're Absolutely. trying to do. That's power. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do is if, you know, if, if I reach one person, it's, it's beautiful. It's just such a beautiful thing. Cause that person could reach a thousand people or a hundred thousand people or one person, you know, and exactly. it's just, we're all in this together. And um, I just find myself in a unique position just because of the age at which I discovered all of this and how much I needed it. And because it's been so wonderful, and how much profession needs it. I want, yeah, my profession needs it. And that's, that's something that I want to continue to, to give. And so thank you so much for the opportunity. That's amazing. Thank you, Dr. Gilbert. Uh, hopefully we'll have you soon again and uh, stronger together. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks everyone. Have a great day. Thank you so much. All Thank right, you all bye for bye. participating. Thank you.